0: Hey friends! Welcome back to another episode of Deeper Still, the women's ministry podcast of Christ Church of Oak Brook. My name is Sue Ann Camfield, I serve on staff here at the church, and I am the joy of being the host of this podcast. Here at Deeper Still, we do our best to pay attention to what God is doing, what He is doing in our own souls and in the world around us as He calls us to go deeper still in relationship with Him and with one another. And so no matter where you find yourself on the journey today, I'm so glad you chose to join us. Uh, Well, it has been a minute since we have dropped a new episode of Deeper Still. We have had just a few things going on here in the life of the church during the month of April including Holy Week, uh, Easter, and then as a women's ministry, we turned around and we served as a local host site for the If Gathering, which for some of you listening, some of you came and know it was just this amazingly powerful weekend of worship and connection and digging into God's Word for uh, just the women of this church as well as surrounding churches. We had 41 churches represented here the last weekend in April with women raised ranging from ages 14 to 86 and so We are still hearing stories of the way God moved. We are celebrating that, and we are already anticipating what that might look like for next year. So thanks so much for all of you who came on out for that. And if you're not familiar with the If Gathering or want to know more, be sure to continue to follow us on social media. Go to the Christchurch Women's page on our website. Join us. Follow along. We're going to be talking about it and have invitations uh, for that coming up. Uh, next year also. So be sure to stay tuned for that. All that to say, uh, we took a few weeks off here at Deeper Still, and now we are back at it, and we are ready to dive into the last chapter, uh, last chapter and a half of the book of Ephesians. I say chapter and a half because we've already covered the first half of chapter five, where we talked about what Paul meant when he urged us to walk in the way of love. And now we are going to cover the rest of chapter five, starting with verse 21 and talk about something that, especially as women, uh, we love to talk about, not uh, because it's its a hard topic. Uh, it, it is a difficult thing sometimes to talk about, but It's an important thing to talk about, which is why we are covering it today, and that is the topic of submission. Uh, So, to help me uh, guide uh, us through this conversation, I brought some reinforcements because I need them. Not one, but two lovely and wise women who have been on this podcast before. They have shared their amazing insight and other parts of the book of Ephesians. They should be no stranger to you. And I'm so excited to have them here today. And that is Kathy Lipinski and Lisa Garvin. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, whatever space you find yourself in, just settle in, take a deep breath. Open your Bible, if you can, to Ephesians chapter 5, and just sit back and listen in as Kathy, Lisa, and I go deeper still. Well, Kathy and Lisa, uh, welcome back. It is so good to have you both here today great to be here. <laughs> it is great to be here. Thanks, Sue Ann. I think this is the first time we've done a trio. It's funny, just looking at both of you as we're recording here, just even to look at two people instead of just one conversation partner is really fun to be able to do this in community with both of you. I like it. I like it. Well, like I said, I'm going to need both of you today, so I can't. I can't wait for your your infinite wisdom as we walk through this passage. Uh, before we get started, two things. Um, one, you were both at the IF gathering. You actually were both um, on our leadership and planning team. And so, just real briefly before we get to the sticky stuff today, uh, how was that for you guys? And I'm just even thinking about. You know, we've talked about the IF gathering a lot on this program. We've invited women to come, and I'm thinking about people who maybe didn't get to come and maybe they missed out, but think, oh, I should come next year. I wonder what you would tell them about why they should uh, think about, even now, plans to come next year. Well, I have to say, if you enjoy worship
1: and music, um, this is for you. If you enjoy solid teaching and affirmation that uh, you are walking in the light, which was our theme this year, um, this is for you. If you need to know that there is a there's a body of Christian women in our larger community that um, all love Jesus and want to be together, this is for you. I mean, it was just an amazing weekend. We've been before, but I think we collectively agree that each year it just gets better and better. And um, there is no denying from the first um, instrument that was begun to play to the very last second that the Holy Spirit was present and it was a spirit of worship. And um learning and community all all bundled up into one day and a half
0: yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) and good food yeah and good food you can't (laughs) forget the good food amazing
2: i agree with all of that lisa i I was going to say worship the opportunity to worship the opportunity to learn um, and the opportunity to connect with other Mm -hmm. women um, just gave us some space to um to grow together and to meet new people and to deepen friendships that already existed and to worship god
0: Yeah. Amen. You know, one of my favorite things about the IF Gathering is just, I love sitting back because there's so many different people involved and so many women who just, I mean, our leadership, our planning team was amazing. Every woman who was on stage was amazing, just to be able to sit back as a ministry leader and watch women use their gifts. I mean, it's part of why I love women's ministry and part of why I love being part of the church in general is when you just get to sit back and watch God work through his Mm. people. It's just one of my favorite things.
1: And even when you talk about sitting back, you reminded me, there are different points in the weekend that I had to either be, I wanted to be up front and I was up front, but then I had to go out and back in and that wasn't time to go back to my seat. So I might be watching or observing from the back. And every vantage point had such a unique mm-hmm. message to me, whether it was in the front or I was in the back, just watching people engage and um, observing that was such a blessing. Um, so when you just said, when you're, sitting there. I'm like, yeah, even when you sit in various spots, there's just a
0: different little blessing that I got in yes. your space. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different little perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talked to a woman at uh, our MOPS group met this morning, and I one of the women I was talking to said, you know, it's been, what, three weeks since we did it? Seems mm-hmm. almost like a year ago in some ways, mm-hmm. and it seems like yesterday in other ways. But she said, I'm still, like, filled up from mm-hmm. it. I'm still, like, just, just turning things over that I learned in the experience I had, so... Filled up is a good word. That is a good word. Yeah. I I would agree with that person. Yeah. 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 So anyway, we could talk about this forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do talk about it. Like every day I see you guys, we're still talking about (laughs) it. Uh, But for those of you, like I said, listening, our goal next year is uh, that was one thing I heard over and over again is so many women said... I need to invite this person. This person needs to be in the room. And we all said, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if we filled up the auditorium, if we doubled in size? So our food services people might kill us if we do that. <laughs> we'll figure that out. But uh, Just so RSVP sooner. That's right, oh my word, that's right. <laughs> um, so anyway, we'll just keep talking about it all year and so that we, we fill the auditorium next year. It would be amazing. Uh, the other thing before, I'm just procrastinating now, talking about submission, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep this going. Uh, the other thing I was just noteworthy before we get into this is Kathy. Last time you were on Deeper Still, uh, maybe a month, I don't know, five, six weeks ago, whatever it was, you did Ephesians chapter five, the first half of this. It was amazing. You're, you were such a wonderful mm-hmm. guest, uh, but you were just like an ordinary, everyday like person that. <laughs> <laughs> um and now now you're actually the newest staff member at Christchurch Church of Oak so super excited about that yes yay and so I want to let people know that you actually why don't you let people know uh what you what you're doing on staff give us just a, a brief snippet of what you're doing and what brought you here
2: well, I'm super excited to be um, part of the women's ministry team here, yeah. mm-hmm. and just the opportunity to oh, to work with Sueann and the rest of the staff—all um, things women-related. So, all of the events, all of the Bible studies, the MOPS, uh, really anything Suanne tells me to
0: do—I'm <laughs> um,
2: uh, just I'm looking forward to it. So, we're kind of entering the planning and preparing mm-hmm. phase for some things that will launch in in the fall. And, Just excited to be a part of it and see what what God has
0: for us in the future. Amen. I'm so glad you said yes. You've already made a huge impact, and I'm so glad the women listening are just going to get to know you more and more and just learn about your gifts and your heart and just that connection um, that you're going to have with women and the women of this church. Are just amazing, and the women who listen, who are not part of this church, like women, are just um, have this unique influence in the world. And I just, I love getting to be part of those circles. Mm. So I'm so glad that you're going to be using your gifts to help um, just empower the kingdom that way. I'm excited. Well, we're excited, too. Um, all right, ladies. Well, like I said in the introduction, I invited two of you here today instead of just one uh, just to talk about this topic of submission, uh, the topic of that we find in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 21 through 33. And um, I wanted us to be a, a collective conversation with, with the three of us because I think this topic is just something that... Um, has been so twisted it's been misused it's been abused it's been misunderstood uh, this this passage has been taken out of context in so many different ways and so I think it's really important that we take some time and to do our best we won't get through all of it but just to just to put some more handles on it and I um, Talk about this topic of submission, and so I want to ask you guys first of all, just at a real gut level, before we even get into this. When when I say the word submission, what instinctually kicks up for you? I mean, immediately, I think like, oh, I'm not going to have a
2: voice in something. Someone's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to be seen as
1: weaker or less important. Those are some of the phrases that kind of bubble up. I would agree. It's not necessarily a term that I'm like, please put that in my obituary. (laughs) She was so submissive. (laughs) I want to be known as a strong, independent leader, woman. Um, And honestly, you know, the word sometimes conjures up even a picture of like the dog. Like we make them submit, right? Like that is their role. And I don't want to be like told to sit and stand and jump or bark and beg when it's time. So doesn't necessarily evoke initial positive feelings from the gut.
0: Yes, and I would say probably anyone listening, it's funny, even, even when I know the right answers about submission, there is still something that kicks up inside mm-hmm. of me it just, at the word. I just bristle at the word. And so it's good to keep returning to it and remind myself what it actually means and what the context, especially uh, today we're going to talk about marriage, but it's not just about marriage. It's about all relationships and how we can submit um, to one another. But I have a feeling we're in good company because I imagine that any woman listening today when they hear mm-hmm. this it really resonates with what both of you – just shared. Let me ask this. Um, so, on the flip side of that, if I said to you words like humility, love, self sacrifice, uh, self denial, servanthood, does that all of a sudden kick up some different emotions in you? Yes, you can put those on my. <laughs> 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 you can describe me. About I would that. like to be all of those things. <laughs> And why do you why do you think that it is? Why does that kick up different stuff than what submission does?
1: Wow, uh, I don't. I just feel like it's so much more. It has a warmth to it. It has a. Um, it had. I felt like integrity was kind of a part of that list, and just somebody. It maybe the prover Proverbs uh, thirty one woman. You know, like mm-hmm. that is the person who we want to be as Christian women, and we strive to have that. Uh, or I personally would love to have that description so mm-hmm. for me it feels a little more like that than to say mm-hmm. she's submissive mm-hmm.
2: I think the world has really had an influence on our reaction to the word mm-hmm. submission and I think in in our world today that's very you know Put me first in a very individualistic uh, society, and I've got to, I've got to fight my way to the top. And um, I think all of those things, along with how these verses have been taken out of context mm-hmm. in a, in a worldly viewpoint, too, um, kind of adds into that to that message that makes me feel like, you know, the submission not good, all those other words, oh, those are mm-hmm. those are good things. Those are good character qualities, or those are things I would want to exhibit. So I think part yeah. of it is the voice and the context for which mm-hmm. that kind
0: of comes at us. Yeah. Well, hopefully part of what we're going to be able to do today is reframe, um, reframe submission in the context of some of those more positive words when we really are talking about humility mm-hmm. and humbling ourselves before one another and lifting others up and serving others out of love. Um, hopefully, if we can keep training our mind, our, our neuro pathways when it comes to submission, to think of those things mm-hmm. instead of the negative, I think um, uh, we can lean into it in a new way and embrace some of the words that Paul has for us. So I think before before we uh, jump quite to verse 21. I think we do need to back up to the beginning of chapter 5. And we say this over and over again here at Deeper Still. We say it in our Bible studies anywhere anywhere at least that I teach, I say over and over, we have to be really careful that anytime we pull out just a piece or a couple verses of scripture without looking at not only the context of maybe that passage, the chapter of Scripture, but the whole book that we're in, as well as the whole narrative of Scripture from beginning to end, we have to continually take um, concepts and ideas like this and put them in their proper place within the story of God. And so we're going to do that throughout this conversation, but one of the ways we can do that is just by simply backing up to Ephesians 5 uh, verse 1. And it starts out uh, by saying, Paul starts out this conversation about submission by saying that we as believers, all of us, that we need to follow God's example. Uh, uh, Therefore, as dearly loved children, uh, follow God's example, imitate him, what was the words that we used, uh, Mm -hmm. and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up uh, as a fragrant offering, as a sacrifice to God, the way that Jesus uh, sacrificed his own life for us to show love. We now, Paul says, as believers are to live out that way of love. Kathy, uh, if you guys didn't listen to that podcast, Kathy actually did a fantastic job leading us through that. I would encourage you to go back and do that. And so Paul is telling the entire church, all of the believers, to walk in the way of love. And, and part of the way that we learned to do that in Ephesians 5 is we put away The false self, we put away those um, things in our lives that are sexually immoral, that they're impurity, greed. Paul lists a whole bunch of uncomfortable things that he talks about, obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, and he reminds us, uh, we don't live like that anymore, because that's not who we are. And so uh, we were once darkness, but now we are light in the Lord, so live as children of the light. So he just gets done saying all of that, uh, verses uh, one through uh, 20. And then in verse 21, he finishes that section and he starts uh, the next session by saying, so how you do that, you submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And this idea right here in verse 21 would have been a showstopper mm-hmm. for Paul's listeners because it really went uh It was so contrary to everything they knew about the way their society worked, about the way that ancient world worked. Submitting to one another um, out of reverence for anybody other than Caesar was not something that they knew how to do. The ancient world, it was Um, dominated by power and authority. Everything was about your positional authority, about who you had power over. And you would, it was socially acceptable to use that power and authority to lord it over other people, to put them in their place to make sure they knew where they were at in the pecking order. And so this whole idea of submission, it was common in the ancient world, but it was common in terms of that social hierarchy, common in terms of Uh, Slaves, submit to your masters. Whatever your masters tell you to do, slaves you do. Children, you submit to your parents. And in this context, uh, wives submit to your husbands uh, would have been something that in in the culture was very common, that that women didn't get uh, a say in what they got to do in their relationship. They just had to do what they were told because men at that time were lording their power over them. I'm going to pause there for a minute let you guys react to any of that.
1: Well, I also, as you are talking about verse 21, thought, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And at this point in Scripture, we know already what Christ has done for us, right? So he gave himself for us. He submitted himself wholly, yet to die a sinner's death on the cross. Mm-hmm. So when you're asking, like Paul does, submit to one another, Because of the reverence we have for what Christ did for us, to me, that's powerful. Like, Mm. it should be a, of course I will, or, Mm. yes I can, because of what, in light of what Jesus did. And I think that that's where we in our culture forget that it's because of Christ first, not because I have a personal right, or it's an inherent Mm. right, or it's my given right. And I think that's where Paul's leading into like, whoa, the structure of community. Is set up that way, but because of Christ and what He has done for us, we're going to change that upside down. It is mm-hmm. countercultural. Mm-hmm. The way we live looks completely different than the way the society has told us all these years, decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that because you just gave us a why. Because I do think part of the reason that we we get so bristly about submission is because it does feel like. Um, uh, we are submitting to the authority mm-hmm. of another human being. Mm-hmm. And while th- we kind of are doing that in certain situations, but that's not what this is about. We submit to one another out of love. Because why? Because Christ submitted, he gave up his life mm-hmm. for us. And so it gives this a different lens, or again, a reframing, and a different motivation for why maybe we may submit to others in our lives. Again, outside of marriage right now, we're not talking about marriage. It's, it, it also is in marriage. But why we submit to people in our lives in general Mm -hmm. um because this idea of humility and self-sacrifice that is at the root of what submission is
2: i also think there's an there's an order to authority that we all abide by that we would not want to see erased um just just in the world right as we look at like at some point, we all are submitting to some authority, right? Mm-hmm. Or someone that is in a position of, you know, maybe it's a, a government role, maybe it's a maybe it's the police, maybe it's just the laws and the rules that are created around us, right? And so, even just thinking about like I, I am submitting mm-hmm. to things just in my in my way of life on on a regular basis, and so it does help. Then, as you pull in the context, right? As we look at those Bible verses, um, you know, submith- submission is something. I do to myself and subjection is something someone does to me. And so I think that that's really important for us to think about. We see Christ, we see him lay his life down, right We see this selfless love, we see this service um, when he was here on earth. And so you know like we see just all of that example of Christ and, and we think, oh, I need to submit because <laughs> Christ first submitted, mm-hmm. but also like that's my <laughs> that's my way that I love other people mm-hmm. and that's the way that I serve other people. So. Kathy,
1: read that again. That's
2: so good. You've, I heard you. I've heard you say that before, and I. It's so. I just good. think submission is something I do to myself, and subjection is something that someone does to yeah. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's different. Yep. And this would look real different, right? If God was saying, we We've talked about that even a little bit offline. But if God was saying, you know. Um, you know, wives are sub- subject to their husbands, like like it was maybe back in the day, right? And, and why we see some of the breakdown of this and why it would have been really countercultural, like you were saying, Sam.
0: Yeah, and you're reminding me of two things. One is I listened to uh, my favorite Bible teacher. You guys hear me talk about Tim Mackey, who does the Bible Project, and he did just this phenomenal sermon on this. And he pointed out something culturally at the time, where most of the time— um, In marriage relationships, you had an older man who was marrying basically a teenage girl. Okay? And so imagine that, who would be subject. Like, imagine Mm -hmm. a 30-year-old guy marrying a a 15-year-old woman who, that was commonplace then, and she was his property. She was something, she was subject to him. So- Look at this and think, now Paul is telling the men in that situation that you, 30-year-old man, are actually to put yourself under, because submission means to put yourself under something. You actually are submitting out of love, to a 15 year old woman mm-hmm. who is your wife, whose society tells you is your property. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is so revolutionary mm-hmm. what Paul is saying here. <laughs> right. It's as revolutionary as it is for us and
1: our culture now for women to hear that word submission. Mm-hmm. Oh, heck no. You right. Know? But, but think about the men in that time when they're being told by Paul, you are going to submit to your wives. Wait, what? Like, it doesn't happen. They probably couldn't even conceptualize mentally initially when they heard that. Like,
0: what does that look like? Right. And that's why you need the bigger why. You need the bigger why of Mm -hmm. Jesus in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kathy, I said two things. The other thing I think is really important, and I know we have all talked about this, but that idea of being subject to – and there is a a distinction here, especially as women, right, because there are so many places in our society where women and maybe even women listening Mm. have felt – like they are subject. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get confused as women, especially in abusive situations or, or things that, um, you know, again, we said this, this passage can be so taken out of context where women are having authority lorded over them. Mm-hmm. They are being abused. They are subject. And then some, some out of context Christian will take this passage and say, well, you need to submit. Mm-hmm. And we unequivocally say, uh-uh. No. Yeah, right. And I think it's really important um, on that point. To, um,
2: to remember that we ultimately submit to God first. And so if you are in a situation where um, you're being asked to sin, like maybe your husband's asking you to do something and you know it's wrong, like ultimately you answer to God. Right. And so um, we're not to just be doormats. I think that's a phrase that, that is thrown around a lot in this um, with these verses. Um, but that's another reason for us to know God's ways mm-hmm. and to know um, the character and the heart
1: of God. And Scripture uh, because and what he, it calls right, us to live right, into. Because He
2: doesn't want us to be in those places, right? This is not, uh, abuse is not okay. Your husband asking you to sin is not
1: okay. And so ultimately knowing your your first place to submit is to the Lord. Right, or any position of authority. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a boss who's asking you to do something out of line. None of those allow, this scripture does not say submission in those situations. It also brings to mind um, friends that I know that wrestle with this scripture, and they are in either, you um, physical or emotional abusive marriages and relationships and they say well because of Ephesians and I want to submit I want to I want to live out the scripture God is not calling any of us to put ourselves into a situation where we are not being built up. If we work our way through the scripture if we can get that far later on it talks about m- making holy cleansing her by the word. Those if you're not if that submissive relationship isn't making you Holy, then it's not God honored. Mm. So it's not a situation where you think you have to stay and become less than um, because the scripture doesn't, you know, support that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for pointing that out because I do. I do think it's one of the ways that uh, women have been injured mm-hmm. by passages like this, yes. and mm-hmm. and just have felt like they have to be in situations where they're they're doing something God honoring by staying. Right? Look rise. at
1: I mean Christ. If we're going back again, he is our ultimate example. The times that he encountered women in Scripture, and women of may I say ill repute, um, he never once mm. made them feel less than mm. he didn't not address maybe issues that were happening but i don't think any of those women left the presence of christ feeling like they were less than and Mm. that is our ultimate example when we engage and interact with one another
0: yeah it's so good so good well that was just verse 21 right <laughs> but that's but that's good because that's why it's so important because what we so often want to do is skip over verse 21 that says submit to one another regardless of your position and your authority so this also means people people who are in authority right laying down their leadership submitting to one another in the early church this would have been um this would have looked very different because then you're you're now entering a communal worship space which you have people leading who would not be allowed to lead uh, in other spheres of their life, right? So it's not just this interpersonal kind of submission, but then when you walk into the body of Christ, it's like, oh, I'm actually, okay, I'm a master of this slave, but now we're both believers, and so I'm actually going to submit myself and let a slave maybe lead Mm -hmm. in order of worship in the church. like So the the ripple effects just keep going. And again, this is the book of Ephesians is a call to the church, right? it's not just a call to us individually but it's a call to how the church is going to live so that's all the foundation of verse 21 and then paul goes on to 22 and it's like it's kind of funny because verse 21 we're like yep uh uh-huh submit to one another yep 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 and then it's like verse 22 wives submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do the lord and it's like really paul did you need to (laughs) did you need to be that specific (laughs) about this because i was with you Mm -hmm. i was with you till then Verse 23, he says, For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. So now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Again, this is where it gets super dicey Mm -hmm. if we don't have the context with which we just talked about, because we submit to one another as wives as married people, right? as wives, yeah, we should submit to our husbands in the same way that he, we're going to see later in these verses, that he is called to love and submit to his wife. It's this mutual dance of submission. But there is kind of make you want to scratch your head of like, Paul, why, why did you say specifically wives submit to your husbands? And what's interesting is that most commentators will say, I don't really know. I don't really know why Paul used this specific example, except... It does, when you think about the most intimate relationships in your life, it's hard to find more intimate relationships than marriage. Mm. And when he likens it to Christ and the church, and, and there's this intimacy between Christ and his people, again, both individually and collectively, like what better example um, maybe to use than a marriage example where you are you are one flesh, right. and you're learning to do this mutual dance of submission.
2: And also, I think just talking a little bit about how um, this is written to the church, when there is unity in marriage, it strengthens the body of Christ. It yes. strengthens the church, mm-hmm. and and especially the church. I mean, it could even be today, but which we talked about in chapter five and some of the other chapters. But especially when the world around them looked really different mm-hmm. in that context. So I do think it's really interesting. He breaks it down, and a lot of the commentators, you know, have all these different guesses as to why, uh, based on their research. But just that we know that when there's unity in relationship, right, Christ is glorified in that. Christ came for unity. And so in that intimacy of marriage, um, but also in the body of the church and how how that attracts other believers in. And and I just think about that in the picture of um, what the world around them looked like and, Mm -hmm. and just how different that would have been. What? And what message they they would have received and how that would have visibly shown just
0: the the strength in marriage. Yeah, which goes back to the whole again taking the whole picture of Ephesians like Paul is calling us in a zillion ways to live differently than the culture looks like Marriage is one of those examples, but all of the ways that we live counterculturally in submission, humility to one another is because of he wants unity within the church. So that's a really really good and um, powerful point. Uh, one of the other things I want to uh, throw out about this uh, is I read verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. This is another one of those places that gets uh, really dicey, and we won't have time to dig into all the nuances of that. But I just want to throw out that that word head is not meant to um, be meant as authority. So again, we take that often, and we say it's authority and so then that means that men have authority over women and that that word the greek word for head actually means source and it means source of life so when you think about it, um, Christ is the source of life of the church. We, we get uh, what we need um, from him to sustain our life. And so the call here is not authority. Paul could have used a different word for that, and he chooses not to use that word because he uses the word for authority in other places. He could have used it here, but instead he wants this picture of the husband, again, submitting himself, loving the wife in a way that brings her life. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also love, if
1: you keep going, when you say Christ is is the head of the church, it actually mentions his physical body, Mm -hmm. which, again, going back to what Christ did for us when he lived on earth, when he was in his physical body, it was completely wrecked. Mm -hmm. It was completely laid down. And so it goes on to say of which he is the Savior. So for men, if that's your example, you know, Watch the passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. That is a huge calling. Mm-hmm. If that is, if Christ is your example and you're looking at what he did and willfully submitted to because of his great love for us, that to me is a job description that is so high for a man to live into. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it doesn't give them, oh, instant authority and you get the magic wand to be in charge. Um, to me, that is saying your call. And your call is to look just like Christ and what He did. That is, um, that's pretty impressive if you look at that Mm -hmm. in that
0: context, in my opinion. Yeah, it's good, good. Well, and when we see in verses twenty. Uh, starting in 25, Lisa, to your point, Paul then calls husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. And so what a beautiful picture that is. And even the word love there is the uh, the word agape, Mm -hmm. that agape kind of love that the scripture over and over again uses to describe the love that God has for his people. And so that is that's an incredibly high calling uh, for And me. that love isn't dependent on the fact that my dinner's on the table every night at 6 <laughs> and
1: my laundry's folded and clean the way I want to. Um, those rules... I do all of those things. Yeah, of That's course you do. I I, I told me to mention <laughs> yes, that. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, that agape love isn't based on romance. Mm-hmm. It is a decision to love someone. Mm-hmm. I love this person no matter if they smell, if they don't do what I want them to do. Um, the decision, that, you know, to love. Thank goodness God looks at me like that because I'm sure I
0: <laughs> I fall short minute by minute. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: let's let's
0: sit. let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about the way you fall short minute by minute.
1: Lisa. <laughs> Let me just. Step I think back. it's almost time to cut. Right. <laughs>
0: Um, let's talk about for a minute just from a practical standpoint what does this look like like mm. what does it look like in the Garvin household in the Olympus household in the Campfield household of of how we live out this idea of mutual submission and we're talking about marriage and I do want to point out that uh this this is also done outside of marriage and so mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're not married uh, we're using marriage as an example but clearly this applies to other relationships as well and so um but what do you guys think what are some ways this this plays out in your your everyday life is we're all looking at each other searching for a, a, well, real good, had example. a good example
2: i think uh, this, is, this is fun to do with multiple people <laughs> in the room um <laughs> So, I mean, I think that for me, some of what bubbles up initially, I have to name as, like, fear. Like, oh, uh, what? and then I have to step back from that, and I have to be able to say, like, what am I afraid of? Mm. Like, ultimately, um, as we've built our relationship, I will even say, like, a call out to single people who want to get married. I mean, this, these are things you can look for, right, in someone. You can watch how how does the other person submit to, to to authority how do you see people serve how do you see people love other people in relationships and how do they communicate some of those things right so i think um, to all you single people listening like there's a there's a process in finding that mm-hmm. right in someone and so back to my back to my mm-hmm. point it's like i have these things bubble up that go right back to what we first talked about you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna be weaker i'm not gonna have a voice i'm, I'm not gonna be as important and then i'm like what am i do what am i thinking like we are in this relationship to complement each other, to um, to have that connection, that unity. Um, he is for me. Like I have to remind myself about some of these things, and I think because I have such a, I have a strong personality, uh, I have a lot of opinions. Uh, Not Sue Ann or I. <laughs> just, you yeah, guys just are okay. really <laughs> gentle and. Um, so I think I think sometimes I have to tell myself like if I always wanted my own way I shouldn't have gotten married mm-hmm. um, and um, and to step back really and to remember like he, he wants the best for us he wants the best for our family he wants the best for me um, and to and to really take time to kind of process that in prayer with the Lord so like not being reactive and not uh, maybe if I if I feel like I have some kind of gut response to something seeing if I can like let me like think about this first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've, you know, I've just watched what that looks like in situations. Lisa, I think you were commenting about the example I gave um, when we thought we were going to move, and, and Vince was looking for a, a new job, and I was um, uh, really, I, I said, we will go anywhere, wherever God leads. I'm so open to that. And um, and driving home from um, seeing this city where he was like r- in the final stages uh, uh, of this process, um, I cried the whole way home. <laughs> and he was like, What is wrong? And I said, I, it's just, it's not Chicago. And he was like, Well, no, it's not <laughs> Chicago. I thought you said he would go anywhere. And I really had to kind of place myself in this. Um, you're right, and um, and I and I I will pray. And this is um, a big this is a big deal for your career. And so um, I really do want to go where God leads. I really I really don't want to hold you back from something, right? Because ultimately, we're here to make each other better and to do what's best for our family as we move that forward. And so I felt like, um, you know, saying to him, "Hey, if this is if this is where you're feeling called, like we will go mm-hmm. and." Um, and I'm in Chicago, so
0: that God did not move <laughs> in that direction. And for that, answered um. prayer,
2: we're
1: grateful.
0: I think there's something about Scripture that says if you if you say to God you'll do anything, then he'll actually just do the thing you actually wanted to do. I think that's like really Let, it, let it be so. <laughs> um. And I also think too, like you know, I mean,
1: I know my opinion and my values in whatever i have to bring to the table is valued by yes. my spouse yep. right so back to your fear i think it takes time to make sure the fear is not there to say i don't know that i agree with moving out of this comfort zone and knowing ultimately the end result we'll get there together mm. but um having that permission to say like you know process it work it out through but again that goes with First, Christ, and then the two of you. And if the two of you aren't looking to Him first and then each other secondly, second, secondly, I'm not sure that's a word. Um, It is now, or 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 used appropriately, Um, you know, that's where we get in trouble. If we just look to ourselves and we take Christ out of the um, relationship as the center,
0: yes. Because if you're submit, you could submit to each other all day long, Mm -hmm. and if you're not submitted to Christ in that situation, Kathy, right? Ultimately, you and Vince were submitted to Christ under uh, about that. But if you guys weren't, you know, then you're just submitting to the human authority of someone, not authority, Mm -hmm. wrong word, but um, you know, the human desire of somebody else. But if you're doing it because you're saying, God, we are both submitted to you, and we're going to trust you, even though if this is not what I want. But right. first and foremost, we're submitted to you. That is a game changer. right?
2: right. Well, and I think some of the research that I did um, when we first covered this, remember someone talking about the difference between agreement and surrender. Mm. And and while surrender is not a, a bad thing in and of itself, they're like, in marriage, you, you want agreement. Like, you want to come to agreement. Like, you'll see kind of the mutual benefits of agreement, right? I always think surrender of, like, uh, you know, an army that gives up their side in mm-hmm. war or something, right? You feel kind of defeated, right? That's not what our, that's not what we're going for, right? We're we're going for that like we have mutual agreement. We feel like we're united in this decision, mm-hmm. and that's going to strengthen our marriage. That's going to strengthen our relationship with God as we kind of submit to what He what He wants or where He leads, mm-hmm. um, as we prayerfully consider those
0: things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and those are like big things. You know, when you're talking about moving and some of these things, are big decisions you're submitting to one another in. But there's also the everyday stuff. You know, and I think sometimes this is this is where it's almost harder um, because we get so set in our ways and the things we want. And um, I think it's harder to give up sometimes in those areas. And it's funny. I when we were uh, we did a teaching on this in our Bible study, and um, that morning I remember coming. I was at home, ready to come to work to teach on submission. <laughs> and um, I was making my lunch in my kitchen and one of the things that Eric hates about me, I shouldn't say hates about me, but (laughs) it gets frustrated with me about is in the mornings, It's just my mornings are a whirlwind. It's like I I don't know how that happens. No matter it seems like how much time I have. Like there's never enough time. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. (laughs) I don't even have kids in my house anymore. So it's like (laughs) I don't even know what my problem is. But um and I had put together my lunch and I was gonna leave some of my lunch stuff. Like I put the refrigerated stuff away and I'm like, I don't wanna be late and so I'm gonna leave whatever else on the counter and not wipe up the crumbs. And And he hates that because now he's working at home. And so when he comes up and the kitchen's messy, it drives him crazy. And I was like, okay, is it going to kill me to take two more minutes and to clean this up, to submit myself to Mm -hmm. uh, my husband, humility, self-sacrifice, right? Even in this tiny little thing, um, am I going to put aside my own wants and needs to um, honor someone else? And it's like those daily decisions, I think when we can exercise – that small muscle to diet ourselves in the daily, um, then when it gets to the bigger stuff, it's like we've already been exercising that muscle, Absolutely. right? We've been practicing it, but but those little things are sometimes hard. Yeah, I never left the house without making a bed. My husband never made a bed.
1: <laughs> I was like, honey, you just have to throw the covers up. I'll be good with that. But no, he's doing a lot better. Well, and so often I think we
2: use like our personality as an excuse for behavior. Um, even in just like how I just said oh I'm I'm strong I have strong personality I have strong opinions or I you know whatever I like see myself in a certain way well it doesn't mean that then I don't lay down my own ways right Mm -hmm. to do something that makes someone else's day better Mm -hmm. and um and sometimes that's easier for us to to do or to define or to look at in other relationships outside of marriage Mm -hmm. and then for some reason it's like Mm -hmm. why is this hard i would do this for my friend right do this for lisa i would do this for suanne
1: like why won't
2: i why won't i do this for my husband and i just think that's like the Mm -hmm. enemy at work Mm and trying to just bring division and so it is the small things because the small things add up
0: Mm -hmm. and And they're important, right? Wow, you just really convicted my soul. I don't really (laughs) appreciate that, Kathy. That's not really why I invited you here today. (laughs) We're supposed to stick together. But it that is so true. Oh, my word. It is so true. Sometimes the people, the relationships that are closest to us are the hardest ones sometimes Mm -hmm. to exercise that submission and humility and. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw in a couple verses here. Just, Kathy, as you were talking about that, because again, we said, you know, this isn't just a concept that Paul's pulling out once or twice in the book of Ephesians, but, you know, you look at Galatians, it's the same thing. Um, when he tells us to serve one another humbly and love, when you look at Philippians, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests mm. of others." I mm-hmm. mean, it's all the same. you know, this we could put submission in those verses too, and talk about the same kinds of behaviors and Absolutely. attitudes in those.
1: Because we know Paul's ultimate goal for us as Christ followers is to be unified mm. and to show that unity, not just in our own community of believers, but to the world and as a whole so that, like Kathy said earlier, we're attractive. People want to be a part mm. of what that is. And um I think culturally right now, that is so being challenged. Even mm-hmm. church, amongst, you know, we talked yesterday in a different conversation about, you know, one believes one way or one is a little more progressive than the other. And so may, they may not participate. And we're like, ugh. You know, when we, be, even in the church, begin to let those little fractions happen, the unity goes away. Mm-hmm. And that's why Paul, I think, is so passionate in this entire book of Ephesians. Like, don't let that happen. Stay unified, stay connected to the body. Continue to use Christ as your example. Mm. Yeah. Well, and only by the power of the
2: Holy Spirit at work in us. And I yes. like, amen and amen. amen. I yeah. mean, we could not, cannot do this in my no. own, in my own power. So just. No, my carnal nature is still in there. No, this is an ongoing process and that Mm -hmm. transformation that the Holy Spirit does in us. It's a daily, you know, Holy Spirit lead Mm -hmm. and guide and mold and shape Mm -hmm. me and help me me in these ways.
0: Yeah. Well, and Paul uses the word mystery over and over Mm -hmm. again in Ephesians, and, and he uses it here to talk about the unity between Christ and the church, and between even a husband and wife, but the Christ and the church, it's, it's a mystery. And you know, he had used it elsewhere throughout the uh, book of Ephesians to talk about how uh, Jews and Gentiles, you know, the Jews right. and Gentiles, how even them being united in Christ, was a is a mystery on how those kinds of things happen and so there is a sense of like this is not by our own power this is we no. don't even completely understand what we're talking about um but by the mystery and the power of christ like this is what he does this is this is how uh, how he transforms us and i'm thankful <laughs> <laughs> Praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we're we're winding up our time. I'm just curious. Any other? Uh, we we have talked about some good marriage examples, and and um, just wondering if there's some other examples we can think of how this plays out. Uh, this idea of submission in our just everyday lives and other relationships.
1: I I had a, a work situation when we um, talked about this when we studied it in our our. Um, Bible study group. And, and it brought to mind um, one of the the d- different bosses that I had. She was just an amazing woman who had authority to tell each and every one of us what to do and how to do it and when to be and when not to be. But the way she led with such a servant leader heart mm. out of my submission, as you know, working underneath her, but I wanted to work harder because we had that healthy relationship to where i knew what i brought to the table was valued by her and so my desire to work harder for her i would show up to work even before i was supposed to be there mm. simply because i was seen and i felt valued and i think that that those are the relationships again coming from our our church communities and then outside of there you know how are we making others that are in our circles feel valued are we able to call out in one another those gifts of the Holy Spirit you know we talked about that earlier in Ephesians 2 like are we using what God has equipped us to do so continuing the continuing these relationships um, whether it's in marriage or in um, a small group setting or even work how are we um, calling out on one in one another mm. so that we're making um, we're submitting in leadership but yet calling them out into um
0: yeah yeah calling them out calling them up yeah i mean it's just such a beautiful picture and i think when when people who are in positions of leadership and and i would encourage you as you're listening like think of the places in your life where you have authority Mm -hmm. um whether that's you know at home or at work or where that may be and how then i think it it, it's even a better picture of uh, when someone lays that down you know i mentioned when we were talking earlier like Honestly, Dan Meyer is a great picture. Our lead pastor here is I've watched him lay down his own authority so many times, sometimes to his own detriment, Mm -hmm. to submit to other ones for the cause of unity. Mm -hmm. And and I think when you see that example and when we can be that example, it does just call people out and it calls people up to live this way of love love, um, that Christ is calling all of us to. Yeah. And it makes you want it makes you want to be like that yeah, it makes right. you want
2: to do I mean, when you see a beautiful picture of that, yeah. even in the daily little things, right? It's like, Oh, I want to do I want to do something like that for someone or I want to serve someone yes. in that way. Or I want to show someone love in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies, I hate that we're out of time. This happens every week. I feel like we're just getting started and we have to stop. So uh, thank you both for just sacrificing your own time, uh, submitting yourself to the clock and uh, (laughs) to be here and just have this conversation because I think it matters and I think it's important. Mm. So thank you so much both for being here today. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for having us. Well, friends, I hope you have enjoyed this conversation today and that perhaps for some of you, this has maybe even been a conversation that has reframed this idea of submission in a way that has been healing or helpful, especially if you've been hurt by people or by the church or by someone who has abused this idea of submission somewhere along your journey. So I just want to speak that word into you and if you want to connect further on that or talk more about this conversation you can always find my email address on our church website and i would be happy to talk to you a little bit more maybe for others of you it just gave you some additional things to chew on as you continue your journey in the word it's always a good thing to keep adding blocks to what we know and um experience of the scripture so I hope that was helpful for you today regardless of any of that I'm grateful for you I'm grateful that you are here I'm grateful for another opportunity to do my part to call one another out and up to this mutually humble and sacrificial way of life that Jesus has called us to uh, on another note, if you are interested in connecting with other women uh, and maybe just a casual but meaningful way to continue intentional conversation, I want to invite you to consider joining an If Table this summer. An If Table is just simply a group of four to six women who will meet once a month this summer in a community near you just to have, again, some intentional conversation about life and about their spiritual journey. If you want to know more about that, you can find information at Christchurch.us forward slash women, and you can register and we can even assign you a group, but you want to do that soon because they do kick off in June. Oh, I just want to remind you, be sure to join us again in two weeks when Chris Stevenson will be back as my guest to close out this conversation on the book of Ephesians as we talk about a very familiar passage of scripture, what it means to put on the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. I do hope you will join us for that, but until then, go in God's grace and don't forget, don't forget, my friends, to pay attention, look around this week, take a deep breath and ask God how he might be calling you to go deeper still.